thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you all. My name is Stephen Jershak. I'm an assistant professor of medicine at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, which is an affiliate of Harvard Medical School. And I'm going to be talking today about orthostatic hypotension in the context of our work in a trial called STURDY. And I'll get into the details of that momentarily. But just as some background, orthostatic hypotension is an important predictor of a number of things, including symptoms like dizziness or lightheadedness, falls, dementia, cardiovascular disease, and then also even death. However, the timing of orthostatic hypotension, so how it's assessed or when it's assessed after standing is somewhat controversial. There are a number of different guidelines that describe how or when orthostatic hypotension should be assessed. And so the classic one that we think of is the American Autonomic Society, their consensus definition published in 1996. And they said that the assessment time after standing should be within three minutes, which is a little bit open to interpretation. The revised consensus definition by the same society published in 2011 said that or recommended two measurements within three minutes of standing. However, if you look at other guidelines like the Hypertension Canada guidelines, they recommend the standing blood pressure assessment occur at two minutes. Then NICE, or the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, recommends an assessment at one minute. If you go to Europe or the European guidelines, the European Society of Hypertension recommends one and three minutes. And then the National Heart Foundation of Australia actually recommends assessment at two minutes. So there are all these different times. And we know based on physiology studies that timing matters. So there's a number of studies that do continuous non-invasive blood pressure monitoring after standing. And what these studies have reported is that initially right after standing up, there's acute drop in blood pressure that rapidly corrects, usually within the first 10 to 15 seconds. And the blood pressure will go down and then the systolic diastolic blood pressure will go back to the pre standing values. And so that's called normal recovery with blood pressure or normal stabilization. But there are different patterns of blood pressure regulation after standing. So some people with initial orthostatic hypotension will actually have a very profound drop that will last a little bit longer, usually 15 to 20 or 30 seconds, and then return back to normal. There's some folks with what's called delayed recovery, and that's a decline in systolic or diastolic blood pressure that over the course of several minutes resolves and returns to the pre-standing values. And then sustained orthostatic hypotension is this idea of a drop that continues and doesn't really recover even up to the three-minute mark. And so these different patterns have been observed and they have been associated with different kinds of clinical outcomes. So timing is actually important and depending on how you assess time or when you do the assessment, that can dictate what kind of pattern you pick up. And we've observed this in a study called the ERIC cohort study, which is a long-term observational prospective cohort study. So middle-aged adults, orthostatic hypotension was assessed up to five different times within the first two minutes of standing. And we've reported that the earliest measurement was the most strongly associated with dizziness, so symptoms related to standing up. But in terms of long-term risks, actually values within one minute were also informative for falls and syncope, as well as cardiovascular events. And so there's some thought that timing is important in terms of being the most informative or earlier measurements within one minute are actually the most informative for long-term events. However, this hasn't been held up in all studies. And in another study, the CORD study, we actually demonstrated that 
There really wasn't a single measurement time. It's particularly in a protocol where you go from seated to standing. So in this particular study, dizziness was best predicted by earlier time measurements, but then falls and fractures, it seemed like a measurement around three minutes was the most important. And mortality was actually sort of delayed. So this idea of sustained orthostatic hypotension or orthostasis may be the most predictive of mortality. And so with that kind of background, we turned to the Sturdy study to see how OH timing associated with dizziness in this older population, right? So in Eric, it seemed like the earlier measurement was most important for dizziness and maybe also true for a cord, less clear there. And so we decided to reevaluate this question. And so the Sturdy trial was a randomized controlled trial that was conducted between 2015 and 2019. Participants were enrolled from two different centers in Maryland, one in Hagerstown, one in Baltimore. There were 660 participants in the study. You had to be 70 years or older to participate. Vitamin D was an entry criteria. You had to be deficient or insufficient at a range of 10 to 29 nanograms per milliliter. And everyone enrolled was at an increased risk of falls. Either they reported a recent history of a fall, they used an assistive walking device, or they were concerned about falling, something they've identified as a risk for them. And so the study we performed was actually limited to the baseline data in Sturdy when OH was performed. And the protocol for measuring orthostatic hypotension was a seated to standing measurement, delayed by one minute, so missed that early time, but it did include three standing measurements, each separated by about 30 seconds. And so we've timed how long it takes for blood pressure to result with an automatic cuff, in this case, the Omron HEME907XL was the device used, and that usually takes about 40 to 45 seconds in older adults. And so the measurement times would have been, on average, around one minute and 45 seconds for measurement one, measurement two, about three minutes, and measurement three, about four minutes and 15 seconds. And so we defined orthostatic hypotension uh, using the traditional consensus definition, so a drop of at least 20 millimeters of mercury systolic or at least 10 millimeters of mercury diastolic. And we defined orthostatic hypotension at each measurement time or based on the average of all three times. We looked at the consensus definition. We also looked at systolic or diastolic components of OH. And our clinical outcome was self-reported dizziness during the process of standing or while standing. And analyses were performed or modeled using logistic regression adjusted for age, sex, and race. The population itself, so based on the 660 folks with orthostatic hypotension measurements, was an average age of 76 years, 44% were women, 18% were black. The average seated blood pressure was 129 millimeters of mercury systolic and 67 millimeters of mercury diastolic. The average body mass index was about 30 kilograms per meter squared. 8% of the population reported dizziness during the standing protocol and 3% actually had consensus orthostatic hypotension. So one of the first things we did was look at the distribution of postural change in blood pressure. And as this has been reported in several studies, there's a normal distribution of postural change typically detected. On average, and like many other studies, most folks have a small rise, a couple millimeters of mercury of systolic and diastolic blood pressure increase in blood pressure when they stand up. But there are some folks with an elevation following sort of a bell-shaped curve, and then a number of people with the kind of leftward tail consistent with a drop in blood pressure. 
And so one of the first things we did was compare the distributions of the postural change in systolic or diastolic blood pressure by each individual measurement time and then also the average. And one of the notable things from this quick comparison of distribution is that there was tremendous overlap such that no single measurement time was shifted either leftward or rightward, suggesting that measurement timing is less important in terms of discriminating change in blood pressure upon standing. Diving into our modeling, so looking at the associations of orthostatic hypotension definitions with dizziness. So with measurement one, and I'm going to just speak first about the consensus definition. So the odds ratio of OH using the consensus definition based on measurement one was 3.3. And this was significant with a p-value of 0.03. Using measurement two, the odds ratio is 4.4 with a p-value of 0.002. And then in measurement three, the odds ratio was 3.5 with a p-value of 0.02. Based on the average of all three, that odds ratio was actually a lot larger, about 6.8 with a p-value of 0.0004. And so we concluded from this that using consensus OH, the value that was the most strongly associated with dizziness was not any single measurement, but it was actually the average. If you were to focus on a single measurement, measurement two or the the three minute mark was actually the most strongly associated with dizziness, but the average seemed to be more strongly associated. When we looked at systolic or diastolic components, there was similar patterns. So first of all, systolic OH was the most strongly associated with dizziness. And based on the average, the odds ratio was actually 11.7 with a p-value of less than 0.0001. So very strong. But then also the measurement two, the odds ratio was 6.9, the p-value 0.003, which was stronger than measurements one and two. Diastolic OH was a little bit different. So measurements two and three had odds ratios of 4.5 and 5.9, respectively. The average actually was less strongly associated. It was kind of diluted based on measurement one, which wasn't associated with dizziness. And so that was a little bit different. But In aggregate, the average seemed to be, at least for the consensus definition in systolic, seemed to be more strongly associated with dizziness. And based on a single or individual measurement, measurement two seemed to be the most strongly associated. There are a number of differences I'd like to highlight between our study and the two other studies I described. So Eric used a supine standing protocol, which seems to be a little bit more sensitive for detecting orthostatic hypotension. And then Eric also had up to five standing measurements within two minutes, so it really emphasized that earlier phase. We don't have measurements beyond two minutes in Eric. And there was no delay after standing. So in Eric, that early, early measurement right after standing was the most strongly associated with dizziness. We don't capture that time and and sturdy. I talked a little bit about the CORD study. That was a seated to standing measurement. I had three standing measurements. And there was a minute delay, very similar to sturdy, but one minute in between measurements. Interestingly, Accord's protocol was much more similar to sturdy than Eric. And we have similar findings that it seemed like the three-minute measurement, that intermediate measurement, may be the most informative for the kind of dizziness falls fracture pathway. Our study had some limitations. So it was just cross-sectional data. Participants weren't supine measurements. We didn't have measurements within one minute to really kind of tease out that aspect of timing. 
but it was a diverse population at risk for falling. And the entire population had all three measurements, so there was minimal confounding for comparisons between measurements. The blood pressure assessments were performed using a great, uh, well-validated device, the Omron, with extremely well-trained and certified staff. And dizziness is a clinically relevant symptom, which strengthens the clinical value or implications for our study. And so the key conclusions here were that OH, based on an average of three systolic blood pressure measurements in the one to five minute range, seemed to be the most strongly associated with dizziness. Measurement two, as I mentioned, was the best single measurement. This implies that precision may be more important than timing, seated to standing protocols. However, ongoing work is needed to reconcile some of the mixed findings, particularly what was seen in the ERIC study. Future steps and what we're hoping to do as the data, the study was just finished and, and we're excited that the data is nearly ready for further analysis. And so one of the key features that we're hoping to look at in Sturdy is the relationships between orthostatic hypotension and fall risk and whether or not different times or modalities of assessing OH predict falls better. One thing we've done, it's embedded within Sturdy, a thousand supine to standing measurements. About 750 of these were concurrent with seated measurements. So we're going to be able to do head-to-head -head comparisons of supine and seated orthostatic hypertension protocols. And in our ancillary study, we also have zero to six minutes after standing. So we'll be able to look as well at later phases in orthostatic hypertension with regards to fall risk. That summarizes our study. We're delighted to be able to share it all with you and hope you'll continue to follow our work as more will be coming out over the next year. Thank you.